When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay. And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, it is audience choice time. Our patrons every month pick which movie we're going to cover and uh, the votes are in. It is Monsters, Inc., everybody. Disney Pixar. So adorable. Yeah. It's been a while <laughs> since I've uh, revisited this, for sure. How about you? Oh, me too. And I forgot how hard this movie slaps. It's so good. <laughs> it's adorable. It's really funny. I love it so much. Yeah, it's a good... It was a fun one to revisit. I will say it is quite shocking how much better CGI animation has gotten since this has come out. Because I remember this being so good like so unbelievably good looking. And then there's just these moments in here that you catch where you're like, oh, they do that better in turning red, like fur, for example, right? Oh, no, I was transported, dude. Yeah? I, don't, I, I did not notice any problems with it. I was like, I love this movie. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy myself. Fair enough. Even the humans, even the humans when they showed them, because like those, like 2001 CGI humans are in a, in a movie about monsters, in my opinion, the CGI humans are the most terrifying thing. <laughs> ah, what? Boo's so cute. Boo is cute, but she gets cuter when they put her in the little thing, is all I'll say. Uh. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I like how, ah, uh, it's fair enough. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yes, but uh, for those of you who uh, have not seen the movie Monsters, Inc., what are you waiting for? Come on. It's, it's, it's go watch it. Uh, it's a classic. Uh, basic premise is uh, this. There is a monster land there. Monsters are real and they live in their own world. Uh, and we're introduced to our, uh, heroes, uh, Mike Wazowski and, uh, Sully, uh, played by Billy Crystal and John Goodman, who are monsters. And they work at monsters Inc. Uh, where they, their job is to go through doors, a whole bunch of doors that lead into children's closets, and they go out and they scare these children, um, and they harvest their screams, which uh, power all of the monster land, right? So they're basically harvesting screams to power uh, their entire civilization over in Monsterland. Uh, so that's their job. Solly's the guy, big hairy monster who goes in and does the scaring. And Mike is kind of the, uh, the, the assistant who like sets up the doors and gets everything going, but they're good buddies. Um, we know that Mike, uh, has it for, uh, Celia, who is, uh, a, a snake haired lady. Um, and, um, then there is uh, Randall, uh, who is, uh, Steve Buscemi, uh, as a chameleon monster who can turn invisible <laughs> and he's in competition with Sully for like the top scares of the month or whatever. We also learn at the beginning that there is an energy crisis. It is getting harder and harder to harness screams because kids are hard to scare anymore. So it's becoming very difficult. Um, so 
we we kind of catch up with Mike and Sully trying to like beat this uh, record and get the scares. And we sort of learn that uh, Randall is up to something suspicious. They catch him um, sticking around after hours with some going into some doors and doing some shady stuff. And uh, when Sully goes to like investigate what's up, uh, a kid gets through the door. Little Boo. Little Boo gets through the door and this kid is running loose in Monsterland and the monsters are all terrified of humans because they think that they're toxic and they contaminate. They've got a whole organization that's in charge of like finding anything that comes back through the door that isn't a monster and like uh, obliterating it. And uh, so Mike... Uh, so Sully finds Boo and is like freaks out, kind of is like, oh my God, uh, takes him to see Mike who's out on a date at a restaurant and the kid gets out, Boo gets out and starts wreaking havoc. They have to incinerate the whole restaurant in order to uh, stop uh, the contamination from spreading. And uh, as, as the movie goes on, they're trying to get uh, Boo back to her own door, you know, return her home. And they discover, uh, oh, gee, this kid's pretty cute. And they start li- liking her a whole lot. Uh, she starts laughing and they notice that the lights keep getting brighter and brighter whenever she laughs. And, uh, and then uh, we discover they're trying to get her back into her door. And we discover that Randall was actually trying to kidnap her to use in a machine that sucks the 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 screams out of the kids rather than just uh, do this. And uh, when they go to their boss, Mr. Waternoose, and report it, it turns out <gasps> Mr. Waternoose was in on it too. This was his whole plan to try and uh, stop the energy crisis from getting out of hand. And he exiles them to a uh, the human world where they meet a Yeti. They, long story short, they, they come back. They jump door to door, they save Boo, they exile Randall to the human world by kicking him through a door and destroying it. And uh, then at the end, they send um, Boo back through her door and they destroy the door so that he can never see her again. And then, you know, life kind of moves on and they find out, oh, hey, we can solve our energy crisis by just making kids laugh because it's way more potent than the screams. And uh, then the movie ends kind of with this like really sweet note where uh, Mike has uh, put the door back together and we just see uh, Sully walk through the door and is greeted by Boo's voice who says Kitty, which is what he call- she calls him. And it's just kind of this like really sweet end to a, a funny little movie. So that's, that's Monsters Inc. Did I miss anything? No, I don't think so, dude. I, I don't <laughs> think you missed anything major. And if you did, we're going to talk about we're it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. We're so that's, get to it. Uh, that's the, that's Monsters Inc. Uh, we'll get to this. Uh, who do you think the villain of this movie is? I think it's pretty obvious. Well, I think there's two main villains, obviously. I think we've got, we've got Randall. Randall's a big villain. I would say, yep. One of the larger, and then uh, the boss, Water News. Yeah. For sure. And um, I can kick up some arguments, man, for sure. First of all, (laughs) renewable. What a renewable source of energy. Oh, thank you. No, thank you. No, you're absolutely <laughs> Is that right. Where you wanted to start as well. Yeah, no, I've got a, I've got, you know, you know me, Rebecca. I've got an entire uh, category here that's titled energy points on energy that I want. Oh to Oh my up. god, can yeah. I kick it to you? Yeah, Let's no, kick no, it go to ahead. you, Craig. Let's okay. go. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I'm gonna say is like, okay, so this is kind of contextualized in the fact that like Randall is extracting screams, right? Yes. Um, 
What I will say for this is like you could we can debate till the cows come home about whether or not it is moral <laughs> to <laughs> abduct children and harness their 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 fear for the betterment of society. You know, the the jury is still out on that one. Uh <laughs> But uh, no, but I think in the context of this movie is like one thing you need to realize is like how intertwined these um, worlds are. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there is there. It is very clear, by the way, that like when Boo laughs, like the lights go up. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That human uh, human emotion anyway uh, is like an inescapable fundamental force in the monster world, right? Like you can no more say we're not going to deal with like screams and laughter and all that from humans. We can't harness that. It's Im- that's immoral any more than we can say that we want to live in a world without fire or electricity or gravity is my point. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Also, uh, to kick it to the end, um, I'm going to make the argument that making kids laugh is going to be a lot more dangerous than making kids scared. How so? Because, okay, well, first of all, uh, well, actually, I think my main point here is that if kids are scared, they're not going to enter into your world. If kids oh. think you're awesome as hell, they're going to try and roll. They're, first of all, going to try and capture one of these guys, at yeah. least, right? Uh, secondarily... Yeah, they're going to try and get through the door way more. Way more. You're right, 100%. 100%. Oh, my God. You don't want, you do not want humans coming into the monster world, okay? Because as soon as adults find out about this, oh, no. It's game over. Game's over. over. It's game, game over. over, dude. You've been, they've entered into your world, harvested all y'all. Okay, you're in a zoo now. Welcome. You, yeah, you're in a zoo. And uh, no, I agree with that. Hundred. Oh, so many points I want to jump off of that on. But like, <laughs> you're absolutely right. And like, in terms of like your sustainability point in this, like, uh, I, I agree. Like, it is a completely renewable resource. Uh, the screams. I would say the laughter might be less renewable. I think it's like a, only a temporary fix because like, you know, as people who like are in the comedy world and are around <laughs> funny people and laughter all the time, you become so jaded, right? How many comedy yeah. shows have you sat in the back of and gone? Yeah, that's really funny. I wish I'd written that. And you don't laugh at all. You don't even crack a smile. You just have this intellectual. That's really funny. You're so fun. I love the idea that these guys have to freshen up their act right? more often. They exactly. Can't pull the same shit. You can't keep going to the same well, but like I will never not Just Jim jump. Jim Gaffigan doing hot pockets. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Just a monster coming through your door, doing the Jim Gaffigan hot pockets. You're like, this shit again. The, the monster on Tuesday did this. Come on, like freshen it up. Uh, They're you know, ripping you, off each other's acts. Oh you know God. Wazowski. You know he's ripping. Wazowski off. is ripping off some acts for sure. Uh, <laughs> and you know so that's less sustainable over the long run you become jaded like i hey you guys are fans i know you're listening to the podcast you're fans how how many times have you listened to rebecca and i's comedy album twice maybe oh (laughs) you know because you listen to it once then you get it that's a i got it (laughs) it's it's not sustainable but scare a hundred percent I, do you know how easy it is I to get a jump scare a on minute. me? <laughs> I I have had I have had just shadows 
I, I see over the edge of my shoulder at night make me jump. Like and That is true. I mean, if it's the same thing every time, you might get used to it. <laughs> or one would hope. Do you think you would ever get used to like a monster like Sully? So for the audience out there, blue hair, yeah. like seven feet tall, horns, sharp teeth, jumping out of a closet and yelling at you at night. Do you think you yeah, get I think used if- to that? Uh, well, okay, I don't know, because this is from the perspective of children, so... Yeah. If I'm a child, maybe not. Okay, if I'm an adult, yeah. Okay, if nothing's happened to me by, like, the third time, I'm like, okay, buddy, you're all talk. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know you're all talk, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm going to contrast that with, let's say it's you jumping out of my closet at <laughs> Oh man, right? that's way scarier. I do not find that I do not find you threatening at all. You know, yeah. we get along just fine. If you did that, <laughs> I would scream every time. You kidding me? <laughs> every time. Oh, I, honestly, I think by like the second time, I think you're checking your closet before you go to bed. Yeah, but you know the level of anxiety that I have about that because, like, I would be like, well, if I open my closet, Rebecca's gonna jump in there. And then there's also that moment where. I'm expecting Rebecca to jump out and she doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like riding that all night. And then, then it happens when you least expect it's a whole thing. I'm just saying I will be forever scared (laughs) is my, yeah, you would be, I don't know why I immediately pictured myself doing this with less teeth for some reason. Like, if I was doing that, for some reason in my head, I'd just own less teeth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just all gums. Those, those things go together for me. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and of, uh, I think the funnier midpoint of that is uh, you, as you are now, with the same number of teeth, but like doing the whole putting raisins over top of them tricks so it looks like you do. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So yeah, all that to say is I think Ooh. laughter, while maybe more potent, is going to burn out a lot quicker than uh, You're so funny. Scary. <laughs> yeah. I was the entire time I was watching this movie, I kept thinking, this is gonna be so hard, man. Boo's so cute. <laughs> She's adorable. I'm screaming the whole time. Oh my uh, god. Do you think I would love if in within this universe kids find out uh, like they all talk to each other about these monsters yeah and that's how they call each other like wusses and shit they're like what they haven't destroyed your door yet friggin pussy like (laughs) (laughs) ooh you get scared ooh (laughs) ooh (laughs) so insane oh my god okay so I want to establish something okay no not that I obviously Waternoose does not fully believe that um children are taught like human beings are toxic right because he doesn't like freak out uh nor do i think randall kind of does but i want to say that every other monster as evil as you want to place like making children scream we believe that because we are human beings obviously right (laughs) and these children are adorable and of course it's bad to make children scream but if you're a monster okay these monsters actually believe they're putting their life on the line every day. Every yes. day putting their life on the line to bring energy to their city. Because you yes. see how they freak out. Yeah, there yeah. the one entire... guy gets a sock on him. Yes, and he's... 
There's an entire, what is it? The CD is the CDA, I think they're called. Yeah, the CDA. Okay, there's an entire level of government? I don't know. There's uh, an organ uh, uh yeah, there's an organization. Uh, there's an uh, organization and they all obviously fully believe this shit's toxic. Yeah. yeah. You, otherwise what they're doing is incredibly cruel. Okay. <laughs> Real bad. You know what I mean? Just shaving motherfuckers out here. <laughs> Going yeah. nuts, right? So, like, there's an entire branch, there's an entire organization that comes in. Okay, this is, like, high-level stuff. To make sure that things from the human world do not cross over into the monster world. Do not contaminate. They vaporize a restaurant, a a nice restaurant. Yes. They're, like, the whole restaurant. the best one. (laughs) Yeah, has got to be destroyed in order to to uh, eliminate this. And I, I just want to quickly double back on this point where you're like, you're right. Everybody is freaking out about this. And that leads into kind of, I would like to like look back at like, what is the history of these two worlds? Like, what is the history of this monster world um, and their relationship with the human world? And uh, I would just like to say that Wazowski, Mike Wazowski is a Polish name which implies heavily that either A, there is a uh, monster version of Poland uh, with similar, like, cultural and linguistic things that is heavily implied in this. Uh, (laughs) Because, by the way, ski just means from in Polish, right? Ski, like, so, like, Wazowski just means from Wazow. Like, that's what what a Polish name means. Anyway, so either that, or there is long historical ties uh, between these two worlds, right? So this isn't okay, just yeah. like a modern thing where monsters figured out they can teleport themselves to closets. It's like there has been some connection between the human world and uh, the monster world for some time. And the fact that we have legends about monsters, like, uh, you know, going back to like ancient times, just proves that there has been some sort of like back and forth between these worlds. And uh, I think that like that is why the monsters are so fearful of contamination is because there is a historical precedent where they were hunted or they were uh, uh, attacked or assaulted by like humans who don't understand what they're, what they are. So what you see is like all these monsters are acting irrationally. Like they're like, it's a sock, it's a sock, which like speaks to the fact that nobody has firsthand um, experience dealing with humans and like humans coming over so it's been a long time since that's happened, but they are all still very aware that there is this history of like things from the human world being very, very bad. And uh, just a bit of a, uh, uh, a fan theory here. Okay. Combining the fact that Mike's name is Polish and the fact that they are monsters. Okay. I would like to contend that uh, the monster world of Monsters, Inc., is where all the monsters in The Witcher come from. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, full, yeah, Witcher, the video game, Witcher, the TV show, they talk Jesus all the time. It's, it's a Polish, it's based on like a Polish novel, so I'm okay. not, not off there. And uh, uh, they talk all the time on The Witcher about the conjunction of the spheres, the time that the worlds came together, and that's where the monsters got introduced. I want to call it, uh, that's, that's the Monsters, Inc. world is what happened. Holy shit, dude. 
<laughs> that being said, I've not I've not played the game, so like just if there's details that don't work with that, fine. Just just oh, roll with it. <laughs> Holy but can shit. You, can you imagine like Henry Cavill is just like riding through a dungeon somewhere and like that white wig and just comes across Mike Wazowski? <laughs> And Sully? Come on. That'd be hilarious. I want to see that. That's the crossover I want, for sure. <laughs> I haven't even watched that show, and I would watch that, for sure. <laughs> oh, man. I got to tell you, Craig, you've been really on a roll lately of going for a walk, and I don't know the destination. <laughs> I do not. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not willing to fully settle on the Witcher thing. I just want to point out that there is a history of interaction between these worlds. So oh it's not like it's God. not like brand new world we're exploiting it for energy. It's like there's been a back and forth, you know what I mean? I like how you just took his name and just yeah, we're going there. Well, I mean it starts with Wazowski is like yes. so Poland exists like <laughs> uh, Yes. Like if his name was like I'm Mike Bighorn or I'm Mike uh, schlub schlab. You'd be like, yeah, it's a monster culture. But like Wazowski, you're just like, that's so human. That's so human. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So I think that exonerates Randall and Waterhouse a little bit. Is this history is, is kind of the greater point I'm trying to make. Yes. Okay. And we are in crisis mode. Okay. We have an energy crisis. Yeah. They're like, Okay, now I was thinking about this, and I'm like, it's hard because they're kids. Because I'm like, every time I'm like, would this bother me? And I'm like, maybe if I was a kid. I don't know. <laughs> but, okay, and I'm not saying it's correct, but just to pitch as a question. Yeah. What would you prefer? Somebody showing up every night, you know, scaring the shit out of you. Jumping out of your closet. Somebody being like, Rebecca listen, I'm going to take you once, <laughs> extract these screams, and then put you back. Yeah. No, extract the scream. So it's like, would you, do I, uh, this is the choice that you're giving me. Do I want Rebecca jumping out of my closet every night with raisins on her teeth uh, trying to scare (laughs) me? Or do I want to go to the dentist once? And it's the dentist for sure. 100% of the time. (laughs) You know, uh, here's the thing. One, that machine, it's implied that it is going to do some sort of harm. Uh but that one assistant gets put in it and he's fine like within hours. That is true. They just give him like, you know, like vacuum lips. Like Yeah, oh, he's got vacuum lips for like a couple minutes, but then like later he's right back to operating it again and he's fine. Yeah. You know what would be great if like a byproduct of this machine was just like... You don't have fear anymore. <laughs> like it literally just sucks all of the screams right out of you. <laughs> I love that. All the kids would be going back to this world as better human beings. Like I don't they're know just if like better. Fear okay. is in place for a reason. You do need some fear. Okay, that's true. It keeps you out of day. It keeps in some senses. It keeps you out of danger. Like there's a reason human beings have fear. True. Okay, but as somebody that is heavily anxiety prone, <laughs> there is something that's very nice about having all the fear sucked out of you as a thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, even just um, the metaphor of it's better out than in. You know what I mean? Like, 
oh god you know like yeah but no but we i think we've even talked about it on the podcast where it's like oh you're really angry and you give it you just yell and you're like oh that felt good it felt good to get out like a good fuck when you've stubbed your toe you kidding me makes you feel so much better or a good cry like you're just like i need to get this out right now you have like a good ugly cry where you're like yeah you feel better you feel like you got it out that it's been expressed can you imagine going to bed at night having some weird dream because that's how you would interpret it of like a monster sucking out all your screams and then just be like hop up the next morning and be like i have no anxiety I have no, I'm going to go sock that bully in the face. Like I, I, I want to see like a short kid just go up to their bully the next morning and just fucking clock them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, cause they got the confidence. It's better out than it's in is what I would say. <laughs> yeah. Better out than in. Although yes, the machine looks quite evil. <laughs> we got to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend evil machines here. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. All kinds of machines look evil, Rebecca. An MRI machine is terrifying. It's it is a, terrifying. You if I terrifying if I told, to be in one too. Jesus. Yeah. If, I'm, if I told you though, I'm gonna stick you in a little dark hole, and there's gonna be a loud magnet that whirs around you, and you know thousands of volts of electricity going through your body. You'd be like, that's terrifying. If I told you, oh, I want you to get an MRI because then we can see inside your head. You'd be like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I actually, I've had two. I have never opened my eyes once. I do not know what the inside of an MRI machine looks like because I freak out every of time. Course. I'm so claustrophobic. Yes. Yeah. I, I just I'm close not my saying eyes it's... and I go, I'm on a mountain. I'm on a mountaintop and this is the breeze and this is amazing. And we're fine. And they ask me every time. They're like, are you claustrophobic? And I just lie. I'm just like, no. Because you know what? I am more than claustrophobic. It is um, politeness of not wasting people's time. Yeah. I will not. I could have, be having a full ass panic attack in that machine. <laughs> and I will not press that button. I will not press it. <laughs> I will not move one inch. Because these are doctors. And we will not waste their time, Rebecca. <laughs> fucking flipping the whole time are you claustrophobic yes but there's nothing that you're gonna be able to do about it so i'm just gonna white knuckle it through this and we're not gonna waste anybody's time like i do everything yes (laughs) it's like every time the dentist is like so if you ever need to take a break oh we will not be taking breaks (laughs) okay we're gonna put our head down and fucking plow son (laughs) a single tear will roll down my cheek Uh, that's how you know you're doing your job. And other than that, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Hammer it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just picturing, you know, the knuckle tattoos and Rebecca has it. It's just white knuckle. Like it's just like, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that would be interpreted as something else. So oh, that's true. Sure. That's true. Sorry. And I did mean that in the context <laughs> of like white knuckling it, like holding mm. on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you're right. That's don't get that tattoo. Uh, <laughs> It just sounds wrong. <laughs> There's something about it. As soon as it turns into a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, okay, so, so I want to get to... Uh, there's a point here that I want to make. Because it's supposed to be like, oh my god, Randall's so evil. And is Randall a bit evil? Yeah, like, I mean, obviously we're arguing for his point. But obviously he's evil. Okay. But... 
there's this point in the movie where Sully's like, oh, are you scared? Like, it's like a really big moment where he's like, oh, is Randall your monster? You're scared. And he feels like so bad for Boo. And it's like, that's literally your job, Sully. Like, you should just be like, oh, like Randall's crushing it. Like, instead of having this immediate thought of this is what I do to children, which he doesn't learn until much later in the movie, he goes, oh, Randall's evil and bad because you're scared of him. And it's like, how do you not making this parallel right now? Yeah, that's kind of what the movie's about, right? And it's oh, like, absolutely. But on I'm a like, deeper level, there's it's no like no way the, Randall's more evil than him in this moment. Oh, not for <laughs> scaring kids. No, wow. absolutely not. I would say like Randall's most unforgivable traits are that he's a little mean to like his coworkers. Um, impatient, perhaps impatient, mean. Like his assistant, who I think has a name, and I didn't bother looking it up. Uh, <laughs> I just call him his henchman. Yeah, his henchman. Yeah, whatever. The guy who helps him with his doors and all the rest. Like, yeah. And he, like, snaps at him. Is like, get me another door here right away and all the rest. But in that sense, what I will forgive Randall for is we don't know at that point in the movie, but he's burning the midnight oil. He's pulling double shifts because he's working on this secret project, which we learn is for, uh, for um, what's his face? Uh, Water noose, right? Yes. So this is a sanctioned project, but he's double. He's doing pulling a double shift. He's doing the daytime work, the door shift, right, to cover for the fact that everything is normal and everything's fine. And then after hours, he's going to work on this scream extractor project. So this guy has been working double shifts for God knows how long. Of course, he's going to be a little short with that guy. Working overtime is not cheating. Also. <laughs> to state. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get your point. For the record, working overtime is not cheating. And yeah, like, of course he's going to be sure with him. Also, I'm going to make the argument, he's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's allowed to be a little mean, okay? I think if it's his job to be scary, I think staying in this character is fine. So you're you're basically doing the method actor excuse for Randall here? Where you go? No, I don't <laughs> want to method stay, act him. Okay. He's got to stay scary. It's like I can't drop it between doors. Uh. <laughs> because he's obviously doing his job really well. Yeah. He's trying to find the inefficiencies. Why am I not beating Sully? Why yeah. am I not getting these doors with slumber parties in them? Okay, why are I not, like, why am I not having the same career opportunities? Perhaps it is my partner and we need to up our level here. We need rise to the occasion. Come on, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and you know that in a a, a, a particularly large corporation or like a work environment, he didn't get to choose that guy. He didn't get to choose his sidekick. He didn't choose his henchman. You know what I mean? That person was assigned to him. Yeah, on like both just, on both of his projects, daytime and the the side project. Like I just feel like if we're already committing crimes, like what's being a little mean? Like are you going to shed a tear if your friend calls you a mean name when you're like at a bank robbery? It's fine. Okay, yeah. like it is fine. <laughs> like Contextu- yeah, it's contextually appropriate. 
Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. No, but speaking of inefficiencies, this bothered me so much. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is the way that they operate the doors. So the way that they operate them, they're, they're in so an energy. <laughs> no, they're in an energy crisis, right? And yes. their output is entirely based on how many kids they can scare in a given night, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the way they operate it is they bring a door down, they lock it in, they power it up, they go through the door, they get the screams, they come back, the door goes away, they bring in a new one, right? There is so much downtime between them closing one door and removing it to another one and bringing in a new one that they, they could be scaring the whole time. As one is being used, the other should be taken away in a second. Like those monsters should be running door to door to door that's the part of the system you don't want any downtime in. You know what I mean? I'm sorry that I am an engineer and that bothered me so much. I was like, you, there is efficiencies to be made here. You're in a crisis. Double the doors, double your output. Yes, absolutely. You don't need to double the screamers. You're just making better use of their time. Oh my God. Okay. So I'd love to talk about Sully for a bit. Mm hmm. Okay, so first of all, so when he, when he, when Boo escapes basically into the monster world. Right, through Randall's door. Through Randall's door, okay, yes, through Randall's door, Boo comes out, is your first move bring a bomb to a public place? No, (laughs) no, he does. Because Boo's a bomb. (laughs) Okay, like, as far as Sully is concerned right now, Boo is a bomb, okay? Yeah. And you you brought a bomb to your best friend in an extremely public place. The way that he, for somebody who thinks that it's so toxic. Yes. Like, the point where you have to to shave, shower, and detonate. Like, they, they detonate a sock. Right. They do detonate a sock, and they full shave. Like, I understand trying to hide this, okay, We've all had a work mistake that you try to sweep under the rug right quick. And you go, okay, no, no problem. I'm just going to have anxiety for two weeks. (laughs) Okay, let's do that. That's fine. Okay, I understand it. You've just seen a man get shaved. Okay, you're a beautiful blue monster. I understand this. Oh, I get you don't want to be shaved. But, like, if you believe that it's that toxic, he does everything wrong. So he, like, he, a whole bunch of stuff comes through from Boo's place too, like mur- like like uh, murals and art and stuff like that. And he tries to flush it down the toilet, right? Okay, pr- picture that's like uranium, right? You work in a nuclear power plant. <laughs> Somebody leaves a door open and then all of a sudden a big chunk of glowing green plutonium or something falls out and you go, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, it's radioactive, it's bad. And you try and flush it down the toilet. Big mistake. You've just contaminated your entire sewer system for the entire city. The second thing he does, when it doesn't go down the toilet, he then shoves it into somebody's locker and just hides it away. I was like, again, you're poisoning everybody around you. Like, he he does nothing to try and contain it and does everything to spread it around, including bringing her, the source of all this stuff, to a public place. That's insane. It is insane, and not... and. The best restaurant in the city. It's been established. Packed, too. Packed. Vaporized. Yes. Worst date ever. Oh, and can I just... I love Celia. Let me just say, I love that relationship. (laughs) Me, too. I actually really, really like... They're both super in. 
I yeah. really like it. She's like, you've upset me. Here's why you've upset me. And then she gets back on board like right away. It's great. They're yeah. adorable. I love it so much. It's, they love it's each so other. Cute. Yeah. It's so refreshing to actually see that where it's like, it's not about like, hey, look at the secretary where we work. I'm going to try and win her over. And I've got one date to, to, to win her over. And oh no, that's when the kid shows up and it goes bad. No, it's like they already have a relationship. They're already in love with each other. They're calling each other pet names at work and stuff. She's excited to go out to this dinner. He's excited to go out to this dinner. They're having a great time when it's happening. And then a little something goes wrong and he's being weird and cagey about it. She's legitimately upset. But other than that, it's beautiful. I love it. I'm rooting for these two. I'm At no moment did I think, is she going to leave him for a B? Let's find <laughs> out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Strong. 100%. Rock solid. <laughs> yeah. Love love me a good, and the, like her hair, like when she's got the neck brace and all the snakes in her hair have a neck brace. Yeah. I thought that was so fun. I don't know why that tickled me so. Oh, of course. The whole movie's adorable. I don't yeah. care. I think it's she's, super cute. It's a total romp the whole, from front to back. I love it so much. Yeah, absolutely. But I think I think Mike and Sully really do mess up in terms of believing what they believe uh, about humans at the start of this movie to hide it, to like bring it to their apartment, to bring it to uh, a restaurant is just like I mean, you know, we're, here, let's just be honest. We're all slightly tainted by this whole COVID thing when you're like, "Oh, I oh, think yeah. I Oh, I think there's something dangerous. I'm just going to bring it to a crowded public place. You're like, you idiot. You idiot. We know better than this. For sure. Like, okay, so when when Mike, and I know this is really seen as like, oh, that would be so bad of him. I can't believe it. But they just bring it, Mike just brings down like a random door. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, any door, let's just get her out of here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We got to go. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, I understand this is evil and wrong and booze so cute and never harm a hair on that fictional girl's head. But (laughs) yes, shove the bomb through the door. At this point, you still think this thing is a huge problem. This girl is toxic, could blow up your whole spot, could get the whole company vaporized. Everybody's out of a job. You're in big problems. Everybody's in big problems. Any door, put her through. <laughs> yeah. And another, yeah, get rid of her. That's good. And also, like, I have faith that that would get sorted out on the other end. You know? Like, <laughs> do you? Because <do> <laughs> no, I actually, not okay, really. I mean, so I really worldwide. had this thought. I kept trying to think. I'm like, would this be able to be sorted out? And I just feel like no. <laughs> You're right. It's a I no. just feel like if we're being because re- I kept thinking, I'm like, is there a way I could argue that this would be sorted out if she just got pushed through that door? And I just feel like I mean, OK, there is a chance. OK, there is a chance. And I would say there's a stronger chance if this plot line is happening this year. OK, because yeah, I okay. feel like every year we're more and more global get posted. You know what I mean? Missing girl gets posted around and off. Maybe there's a chance, okay? But I just feel like <laughs> at the time, probably maybe not. Maybe not. There's still maybe a chance. Not. I think there is still like a small the, chance, but I don't think it's as big as we hope it would be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because like if you go missing from like the eastern United States, which they strongly 
suggest that that's where she's from. Um, and you end up in a door in like Nepal or something. The chances of them connecting the dots of like, it's super weird that a girl, random girl just shows up in our closet one day in Nepal. Uh, but we're never going to make that connection to missing child from the U.S. Like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Maybe you would. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think it would get sorted out because that makes our job easier. <laughs> I know, yes. But yeah, I don't think I feel like I don't have enough information. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing about Mr. Waternoose, though, which is like he does have that speech. Where he's like, I'd kidnap a thousand children. Um, if it meant keeping this company alive, which like, you know, I'm not here for like, yay, corporate shit. Uh, <laughs> your company, your company should survive no matter what. Um, but I will say like the moral objection that people have in this world to him undertaking this project is not that they would consider like abducting the children to be bad. It's that the, he's bringing them over to their side. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, like, like we. I think you've made the point before, where it's like, well, if you're hiding something, you know you're doing something wrong, right? Yes. Which is somewhat damning of their like <laughs> secret little project where yes. they know that it's it's wrong. And like, Mr. Waternews does exile them for uh, Mike and uh, Sully for learning about the program. Um, so like, that's kind of damning, but like. I think in the monster world, you do need to look at the fact that the problem isn't that they're abducting human children and to scare them and then presumably put them back. It's the bring them over to our side issue that everyone would have problems with. You know? That's so in- I never thought about it that way. But yeah, I think you're you're right. They're like, you can't be bringing these little toxic things over here. But... As or you're gonna like seen. shatter, or like I, I honestly think because like the CDA doesn't obviously like up up top they don't believe they're that toxic. They send Boo back, right? And they're in the same room, like the Roz or whatever. They're like Mister Wazowski, uh, that that the slug lady, love her, so good <laughs> um, and totally yes, so annoying when people don't do their paperwork. Yes, Roz. Yeah. Yes. It's never done. He thinks he can smooth talk you. Not a chance. Not a chance. The paperwork's there for a reason, you know? Like, <laughs> do you know how do you know what how much paperwork a place like that would have to be for like every day we're going into the human world, which we think is the most toxic thing in the world? Mm-hmm. And like, do you know how much paperwork you need to to fill out just to go down like a hole? Like closed space entry? Oh. Oh God. Like if you're going so like you need an escape plan, you need like a backup guy, you need your own social, like you need to file it with things. Like it's insane. If you're going to crawl under something like God help you. Um, so yeah, I can't even imagine the bureaucracy that's involved with approving everybody going through and keeping track of things that come back and reporting it to this. Um, what is the organization? Child, whatever the child thing the beat guys in the yellow suits the cda uh, baby cda yeah i can't even imagine that paperwork's important <laughs> that paperwork's paperwork important. is important and Roz is an incredible character um, but she's anyway sorry my original point was she is in the room with uh boo without yes. any protective equipment so she knows that it's not a big deal um but, but yeah they're try- they- they've got to keep these two worlds separated yeah which also raises the question of long-term effects, right? Like, again, 
if we were to say that instead of boo a human child, that that is a piece of uranium or something mm-hmm. that you're carrying around in your pocket, you could legitimately do that for a couple days and you could take it to a restaurant and you could bring it to work and you could hold it and you could do all these things with it and then put it back where it came from. And you probably wouldn't have any side effects until like 10, 5, 5 10, 15 years down the road. You know what I mean? That, but that's not to say it's safe to be in the same room with it. So oh maybe there are long-term consequences to this for they the have, monsters. like a class action lawsuit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe all the people who go through the doors are like at a higher risk of some sort of like monster disease later down in their lives. You know, this is like they're coal miners or whatever. Way darker than I thought. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. I'm just like I'm always surprised by like how deep we'll go. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like sometimes I'm like, we're talking, I have to like remind myself. I'm like, we're talking about Monsters Inc. We're talking about Monsters Inc. (laughs) 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 And you, you write notes down and you're like, after you watch it, you're like, oh, this will be a little fun one. And then you're like, (laughs) all of the, all of the monsters who go through the door have mesothelioma. So you see, his last name is Wazowski, which implies... (laughs) Poland exists. (laughs) Sweet Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. (laughs) All I'll say is like, one one quick final thing for me anyway is just, I I just got to round off this whole energy thing, whereas like I said off the top, I don't think that they can be separated from each other. They're inherent worlds. And all I'll say is um, the human... What the monster realm is, is it is a ground state for human emotions, which is the way energy works, right? You put water up on a hill that has a high potential. Uh, Water flows downhill to a lower potential. That's great. If you put a little water wheel between there, you can get it to do work for you. But that water is always going to flow from high to low, right? It's just what do you put in the middle there? So I'm saying human world is human emotion, right? And it's always going to flow downhill to the monster realm. And it's not about uh, if they're harnessing it, but how. Like, what are they putting in between that high and that low to harness that energy? You know what I mean? And there's no, there's no morality in that. You know what I mean? For sure. I think like it's uh, just, is it a water mill? Is it, uh, <laughs> is it, you know, a turbine? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, my God. I also, my final note that I'm going to make about how toxic these kids are, these I'm going to say they must even smell toxic to these monsters because Mm. monsters always, they're using like odorizers. They love bad (laughs) smells. If any of these kids get put like to bed clean, like it's all that kid smells toxic. Can you imagine entering that room? Okay. If you're in any place, oh, Oh, baby powder, baby powder, the fresh. Oh, no, not a chance. Gotta smell so toxic, okay? Just to, and that, and that will be my final point. <laughs> <laughs> and just coming off that, how much that kid must stink when she gets returned to bed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. she's been there a couple days. Oh, yeah. And no, they've Kitty, like, they've, Kitty doesn't smell too nice. <laughs> no, Boo's getting a bath when she appears after being gone for days on end. Yeah. magically in her bed. I uh, love that they odorize, but they also want clean teeth. <laughs> He's like, nothing, nothing is uh, more scarier than like, uh, 
than like a fresh set. I'm like, I actually disagree. Okay, if something came at me with like plaque and dirt and like just like, you know, stains, all that stuff, especially with his teeth, absolutely. That's way scarier. Are you kidding me? What have you been eating? <laughs> oh my God. You're talking about Mike? Yeah. Mike, yeah. no, uh, Sully. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Sorry. So he keeps t- care of his teeth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. There's, like, I think we have a connection between, like, hygiene and odor, but, like, I don't think that necessarily has to exist. Like, I think you can be clean and have a certain smell. Oh. You know what I mean? Somebody's like, had a fun roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think like a monster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else for you? No, that's it. Yeah, so I think it's time to do our definitive rankings of how good the villain is. Um, so I did the energy scale. Um, so on a scale of coal power to solar power, uh, I'm going to rank Randall, and I'm going to rank Randall uh, a fusion power. Fusion power. Not quite ready for prime time, but it's had some interesting breakthroughs, and when it succeeds, it'll be game-changing. That's good. Uh- I've got the uh, levels of contamination scale. Uh, so from Randall, I'm going to give uh, from stepping on a Lego to tripping over a full tea party. <laughs> I am going to give him uh, Play-Doh in your monster's hair. You're actually kind of bad. You're a situation. You're a bit of a situation for sure. Uh, <laughs> and guys, uh, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, as always, there's a couple of ways you can help out the podcast. If you guys want to leave us a review, that would be amazing. We love getting reviews, uh, unless they're bad. Don't send those. Uh, no. <laughs> guys, so yeah, if you want to leave us a review, it just helps us, you know, uh, get some... Some more listeners gets people get our gets our name out there. We would love that. If the you want to follow us, you can follow us at VWR Podcast on Twitter. The villain was right on Facebook. Uh, and if you want to email us, filmswrite at gmail.com and send us your suggestions. We love getting suggestions. This was an audience choice. And you know, and since it was an audience choice, if you got a couple of bucks. Yeah, you can check us out at patreon.com slash the villain was right. So we're on Patreon. Patreon is a sub- monthly subscription service where it helps you support the artists and the art that you want to uh, support. And hopefully uh, that's us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Go on there and find some other artists that you like. You can do that too. Uh, tell them we sent you and, and thanks. Uh, no, and with uh, obviously on our Patreon, if you sign up, you do get all kinds of great benefits uh, for the financial support for the podcast. At our top tier, uh, uh, $7 a month, it gets you two bonus episodes every month. So uh, this month, it was uh, Whiplash, and then uh, we're also doing Heather's is Rebecca's pick. So that'll be an interesting one. So uh, They're both uh, so dark. And definitely both ways. movies where the villain wasn't right. That's Ew. another thing. If you want to hear us talk about movies where the villain wasn't right, check out uh, last week's episode, Cruel Intentions. But also check out... <laughs> <laughs> Check out our Patreon where we, where we do it on a more regular basis. And as well, this was an audience choice. Once a month, our patrons uh, get to vote on what movie they want. And even though Monsters, Inc. won, there was a very vocal contingent who wanted it to be Dark Knight Rises. Uh, so if you would have voted another way, you can sign up at our uh, Two-Face level and, uh, and do that. And uh, yeah, other than that, uh, thank you so much for supporting us. If you don't have the money, don't have the cash, that's great. This is always going to be free. 
And uh, we appreciate you telling your friends and, and, and reaching out to us. So thank you so much for listening. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. Um, I've got just a light one. Uh, as we're recording this, the timing works out a little weird, but uh, I just watched the finale of the Apple TV show uh, Severance. Have you watched this, Rebecca? No, but I've been told by like 16 people <laughs> that I need to watch it. It is so good. This is my hero of the week. Um, it is like, if, if you have not heard about it, the basic premise is that um, they put a little chip in your brain and you don't remember what you do at work uh, and your work self doesn't remember who you are outside of that. And it's such a simple premise, but it's done so, so well. And the implications of it and how the people at work never get to leave work and the people outside never have to work. Um, absolutely brilliant. I love it. It's uh, it's it's like that perfect sci-fi for me where it's just like it's that one thing that's off. And very rare for me, it's a sci-fi sort of drama thriller where I don't know where it's going, right? I was like, oh, this is actually, like I haven't seen this before is what I keep doing uh, when I watch it. So Adam Scott is in the lead. He's fantastic. Um, the the other main meaning, Britt Lauer as Helly is absolutely captivating. Like you, I, I, you can't keep your eyes off of her. But like, man, the performances. John Turturro is phenomenal. Uh, Trammell Tillam, Tillman, sorry, uh, who plays Milchek in this is, I think, my favorite performance in the entire thing where he is just having, you can just tell the actor is having so much fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause he, and he plays this amazing balance between like corporate friendly, you know, that sort of fake friendliness mm -hmm. of like customer service and like your direct supervisor and all this, but mixed with this like dark, like conspiratorial cynicism. Like it's, it's so perfect. Like just even the scene where he's like, they're having a dance party is fantastic. It's, an absolutely wonderful show. The finale had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. I couldn't like handle how on edge I was while I was watching it in like the best way possible. So if you haven't checked it out, Severance on Apple TV, it's phenomenal. I can't wait for season two. Check it out. That's my hero of the week. Loved it. Loved wow. it. Wow. All right. I am going to watch that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay, guys. I've got a, I've got a villain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've got a villain this week. Uh, yeah, I caught COVID again, question mark? I don't know. <laughs> I definitely had it this time, for sure. Um, to say, guys, I don't know if we should be trusting all these tests. If you have any symptoms, just trust. Just trust that you... If you're like, I feel really sick, you're you're probably sick. Okay, don't, don't just trust these tests, because I took... I was starting to feel bad. I did a showcase, um, and a bunch of people got COVID from that showcase. And a couple days later, I started to feel bad, and people kept sending, like, positive tests around. And I kept testing myself, and I was like, I feel kind of bad still. Maybe, maybe these tests aren't accurate. And it got to, like, Friday night, and I was, like, I had a bunch of shows. And I woke up from a nap, and I just felt terrible. I took one more test, still said negative, and I thought, ah. I feel like I have a bit of a responsibility here. I'm like, I could push myself, but I was like, I feel like I might just be sick and I do not want to get anybody else sick. Okay, like, let's just 
fuck it. It's just a couple of shows. Just cancel them. It's not worth it. Okay, you do not want to have in the back of your head that you might be making people sick, even though you've had all these negative tests in a row. So I thought, screw it. I'm going to cancel. So I canceled. I always feel bad canceling. I feel so bad, even if it's for like a really good reason. So I cancel these shows. I'm like, fuck, I feel so bad, whatever. And one of my shows was at around like 10, 10 o'clock. Okay. And at 10.15 that night, I had one of the worst. I, I swear to God, if I had, if, and I know I would have been on stage in that moment. I know I would have. Okay. <laughs> And if I had a bit on stage, I hand, <laughs> hand to God would have shit my pants on stage. Okay, I would have shit my pants on stage. Okay, had I not been moments from the bathroom. Okay, it would have been a real emergency had I not been home. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever have this moment where you feel very, very validated. Woo! <laughs> so validating in that moment. <laughs> Terrible, but so validating. I was like, we made the correct decision tonight. <laughs> So, if I've seemed a little squirrely this episode, that's why. I haven't been outside in, like, two weeks. <laughs> but, uh, and that's why we're recording uh, remotely, right? Like, we're, uh, we're not yeah, in the same room distance. right now. So, yeah. that I don't know if that's noticeable, but that's why. Uh, just because I have, you know, one or two extra days just to be safe and make sure I'm not messing up anybody's stuff. But, like, yeah, I took, like seven tests never got a positive and i was sick as hell man there's no way i didn't have covid so you know guys be safe check yourself and remember that you can wear masks anywhere okay even if they yeah. tell you not you don't have to you can wear them okay and uh you know that'd be great and so covid is my fill-in of the week once again Two years in. Uh, and my hero is canceling. We're doing it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, don't shit your... That's the moral of today. Don't shit your pants on stage, okay? Don't do it. There's no need, okay? There's no reason to shit your pants on stage. Uh, oh, yeah. so, love it. Uh, that's so good. Anyway, that's it for us, guys. Uh, where can people follow you, Craig, if they haven't? Yeah, you can follow me at uh, Craig Fake Comedy on Facebook or Twitter as well. Uh, it's uh, Hopefully, I don't have to cancel all these, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm doing a whole uh, week of shows, various things. So I'll be emceeing at Absolute Comedy in Toronto, April 26th uh, to May 1st. And I will also be uh, emceeing at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa on uh, May 17th through the 23rd. So if you're in either of those cities or nearby and you want to check it out, absolutecomedy.ca for uh, showtimes and tickets. Okay, great. And as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Guys, next week we are covering Spider-Man 3. So excited to cover Spider-Man 3. So hilarious. So fun. So that's it from us, guys. And this is uh, The Villain Was Right reminding you to never 2319 a friend. <laughs> the Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.